CabanaDeprived.com is proud to present Top 8 Magic Podcast with Michael J. Flores and Brian David Marshall. Brought to your ears thanks to FaceToFaceGames.com. I haven't seen you in a while. Yeah, I've been on the road. I had uh, I had an axe to grind. Yeah? Was it was it a Nerf axe? It was a Nerf axe. <laughs> oh, wait, so... Um, do you have cards? I do. Which ones? All six. I got the whole set. You got all six? Yeah. So take a picture of all six and then send it to Carrie Dan. That's got to be our... I've got I've got that picture right here. You got it already? I've got all 11. What's 11? Well, last year's five oh, last and this year's, year's six. six. Yeah, but you don't have enough to play with. Like, I would have actually just gotten, like, four Nisses and played with them. Like, that would have been so cool. Oh, is that your Needs More Black or whatever Yeah, thing? yeah, yeah. I couldn't tell that those were magic cards. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. Yeah, I saw Most that. people I'm just like, commented on my Neil Stevenson collection. I thought it was just the books. <laughs> You're not going to play with them? I have, I so I, in addition to getting the six Planeswalkers from this year, yeah, I won a Jace Memory Adept from last year, yeah. and I have that in my Commander deck. Okay. So, but so, I mean, I want to keep that. So I like it. It looks so nice on my bookshelf. So, speaking of Nissa, so that made top eight of this post where you were at last yeah. week. Yeah. Yeah, Nissa was really good. Is that a good deck to play? Uh, that deck seems really powerful. Brian, we're only going to do 45 minutes today. If you turn around every time there's a beautiful one, and on this corner, we're just never going to do anything. Better. I don't turn around. I just constantly spin in a circle. <laughs> like, right before I turned their quarter on, you were like, oh, bye. Yeah. God. And I was just, just like... Listeners have heard me make so many audible exclamations on the podcast. That's just what it's like on this quarter. Remember what... Oh, you weren't here. When I, when I podcasted with <clears throat> Rashad Miller. <laughs> Rashad Miller. And Marshall, and, and Marshall just the whole time, he's just like, this oh, is really on, where you podcast? His head was on a swivel. He's like, I thought you were kidding. And yeah. I'm like, no, we, we weren't kidding. Yeah. He's like, I should podcast. <laughs> so yeah, so anyway, uh, yeah, the Pro Tour, uh, yeah, after the Pro Tour, the, the, the modern Pro Tour, I think we did such a good podcast. People were like, oh my God, the Top of Magic podcast after the Pro Tour is so good. Like, I'm like nervous now. What did we do after the Pro Tour? I don't know. I don't remember. Like, people liked it, though. Oh, okay. Did we just talk about decks? I don't know. Also, oh man, Matt Sperling didn't put me in his, like, Top 8 interview. <laughs> He's just like, who did you work with? Yeah, did, did you work with yeah, him? Yeah, I was on Sperling's Facebook group. He's like, oh. I'll put... Then, then he sends me, like, a note on Facebook, like, five seconds later. He's like, I forgot. I'll put you in the tournament report. Although I was supposed to... So I actually felt bad because I told Matt... He, when he told me on Wednesday or something, um, uh, I'm just going to play red-white, and I'm like, oh, I'll grind games for you. And then, like, I just didn't. <laughs> because I swear to almighty God, if I had grinded for him, I'm sure... I, no, you know me, right? There's no way I would have let that deck pass without eight sideboard cards from blue-white control, right? I mean, yeah. like, that's just the kind of thing that I would have identified would you, in what, one second. What would you... I mean, that, that, God, that was such a classic His deck has up. one plus one Eidolon of the Great Revel. How would I... There, have you ever met me? Is there any possible way that deck would have passed without four Eidolon of the Great Revels? Between deck, between main, between and, main and sideboard? Sure, no. Have you ever talked no, to no, me? No, no, Right? No. <laughs> There's no possible way there wouldn't have been all the Eidolon of the Great Revels, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he... Whatever. He beat Yvonne Flock in the Swiss. Yeah. I mean, I did, I did not look like a good matchup for me. Uh, well, it looked pretty tough. I mean, Flock, Flock was really, like... Flock had a like main deck couple of Sphinx's Revelations. Okay, so first of all, let's be clear about something. I quickened blue whited before anybody else, <laughs> and I have never in my life 
gotten Supreme Verdict after Supreme Verdict at instant speed, like Flock did against Matt in the top eight. That was absurd. What about what he did against Owen? He had three of them versus I Owen. Watch. He had three. I didn't watch. He had three versus Owen, and he got three Muta Vaults. I mean, I was watching Owen's match, and I'm like watching Owen play. Owen like just overcommits for sure, right? I'm like, all right, he's overcommitting. He's just drawing this out. It's like, all right, then Owen slams Elsbeth, and he's like, oh god, Owen, don't do it. And then he like ultimates Elsbeth. I'm like, I, Owen's the best player in the world. I guess he's just. He, I, I guess he's. He just, I guess I it's just, right. I think he just. I think Owen no, just when, decided he can't. He has to not have it here no, for me to win. When he got all of his underworld connections, planar cleansing that turn, like. I guess he has no other shot, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has to end it. So I'm like, I'm watching this, I'm like, but Owen has nothing but lands in his hand. So I'm right. like, and then, of course, Flock has the the umpteenth effing wrath, right? And then Owen has lands. Yeah. I mean, the reality is there should have been three of that black-white Pantheon deck in the top eight, and it should have been John's 13th top eight. Right. So people probably don't know this. It's game two, Flock is on two life, John has two creatures. John has just thought-seized Flock. He's yeah. on two life and John has two creatures. Flock rips Sphinx's Revelation, right? I don't know how many outer it was, <laughs> but he's dead anything any other way, right? Because John just kills him with Mutavolt. Yeah, 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 it was kind of a hard So he rip. rips Sphinx, and then, like, of course, John just, just does nothing. And then, he, he, uh, you know, he loses game three or whatever. But that was game two. John was up a game. Right. Um, it also felt like this. Well... I mean, so Owen got a little... If I'm on that team, there's no way it doesn't have four Underworld Connections and four Life Bane Zombies. I'll tell you right now. Owen got a little... A, How was that right? A little bit lucky to be eighth instead of ninth. Like, his tiebreakers were... There is no sentence that I will accept that has Owen Turtlewald and Lucky in the same sentence. How many top eights does that guy have to I'm make before he, he wins got, one? He got, he got a round one bye. He's the best player in the I'm world. I'm just saying he got a round like, one bye, and then he made it on point two zero tiebreakers right, for Dizani. Do you think that Dizani? I, I would. I don't know who I would fuck take. Fuck Dizani and his Reduke ruining year. I write this column that has Reduke and like, like the whole thing is like number one Reduke is taking over the column. You're gonna like the number one best person, to, and now he's not number one anymore. I mean, if you've been watching this year, Dizani's just been unbelievable. Like, I would I would put Dizani up yeah. against one of the Peach Garden Oath. At least one of them. <laughs> I just don't understand it. Like, those are the three best players in the world. Yeah, it's insane. And they're just best friends, right? Yeah, but yeah. the thing is, people don't really realize this. So, Owen was, like, more or less, like, a cast-off from Channel Fireball, and he was just like, hey, I'm a pretty good player. You know, could you guys give me a shot? Oh, Owen was a little bit adrift. And Huey's not on the Pro Tour, and he's just like, hey, guys, I'm trying to get back into Magic. Can I hang out with you guys? And I... I can contribute, you know, like, right, right. I'll test with you guys, right? And Reed isn't friends with any of them at this point, right? right? Reed's like this guy's like, hey, I'm a Magic Online player, and I've done pretty well on Magic Online a couple of years, but I don't really have a real Pro Tour network. And I guess, like, John, and the team was literally just, like, the only people who cared were, like, John, Tom, and Sam, right? right. And, like, Patrick Quick was, like, testing with... I mean, he, like, li- like lives with LSV and Conley, basically, right? Right, right? Who, none of them are on the same team now. Right, right. Which is weird, right? Like, right. and, you know, like, it, it's just, oh, well, for some pro tours, it'll be more convenient to do blah. But, like, basically, Owen hangs out with Huey and, like, grow up DI by being with Huey. And then Huey gets, I mean, Huey's, the thing that people don't know about this is before Huey made the Hall of Fame, 
he was contributing so much. Like, he's actually just putting in I the mean, time. He, he, so, I mean, it was like him getting back to the top eight this yeah. past weekend was like a two-year climb for him, right? He spent like a year, like, hanging out with the Channel Fireball guy. I mean, the Channel Fireball, well, Channel Fireball Pantheon guys. Well, the, look, I mean, the Star, Team Star City Team games. Star City games at the time. Yeah. Um, going to the Star City Opens. Yeah, so... Starting to hit the Grand Prix. I remember, like, I'm at an Open, and he was, like... He's just only hanging out with me on a kind of... He's not... He doesn't know any of the, the young players, right? Right. And I'm like, you know, I love hanging out with you, but I'm working. So I'm like, you know, I can only hang out with him so much. And I'm just like... And Huey misses by one vote that year. Oh, yeah. And, like, Lauren Lee was there, and she didn't vote for Huey. And I'm like, Lauren Lee, I did not vote for Huey. Uh, but it, it's, it's whack, and I'm just like... This I don't think people appreciate how great this player is. And, you know, at the time, PD's talking about Huey and the eye test. And, like, right, right. everyone's just like... And, and the, the big thing was, like, at the time, Osip Levadovich comes out and says, if John Finkel and Kai Bude say this guy belongs in the Hall of Fame, the rest of you should shut the fuck up. <laughs> that, and that's it, right? Pretty much. And, like, and John's coming out and saying, look, I know that it's funny for us to pretend that Gabe or Bob is the third best player of all time. But when I was taking some time off, Huey was the best player in the, in the, in the world. And this whole generation of players who'd never seen Huey play were like, who's yeah. that? Whatever. You old school players just think that you're better than us. I mean, and they are. <laughs> did, you, uh, did you see the interview? Of course, I was just so happy to see Did you Huey see the interview I did with him uh, prior to his, uh, after his top eight announcement? I did not see it. Um, he, was, he was really emotional. I, I, I just don't want to make too much of this, but like... I really don't want to make too much of this, but, like, unnavigatable. Today, I went to go look where my local WMCQ is, and it's a 404 error. No comment. <laughs> so, if I missed some of the coverage, I'm sorry. Okay? I, I really don't want to make too much of this. Twitch.tv backslash Things change. I'm, like, totally... <laughs> I'm sorry. Maybe it's forward slash... <laughs> Sorry. All right. I don't mean to. I really don't. I don't. I don't know what I should say. I couldn't find the feature. No matches. comment. I couldn't find the feature matches. You have to scroll down. Oh no. Sideways down. I, I don't to the left. No, no, no. The back. Stick to, you see, if you stick to the left navigation, the entire time, eventually you get where you're going. You guys don't know, but I'm crying. Anyway, I did an interview. I'm actually crying. So am I. I. So I actually did an interview with Jensen. I believe you, and I wish I watched it. I like you both. And he got very, he got very emotional about it because he was, he was really surprised. I think by how long it took him to get his like muscle memory back, like. He really didn't. I don't think. I he mean, really, how could he, he broke the record for Grand Prix top eights this year? I understand that, but he didn't have until the previous Pro Tour in yeah. Atlanta. He didn't really have any Grand Pro Tour success. That was a top fifty, I think. Yeah. I think he finished forty sixth, if I remember correctly, in Atlanta, and then he needed a top twenty five uh, this weekend to get into the World Magic Championship. To, to Magic World well, I guess he made that then. Yeah, he made that. How, so, how many players in the Peach Garden know who made it? Oh. oh, wait, you're saying that Team America is just the Peach Garden Oath? <laughs> no, this isn't the World Magic Cup. This is the World Championship. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, only <laughs> Owen is at the World Magic Cup thus far. Owen is Can the National Champion. Can you imagine Champion. Team USA being the Peach Garden Oath? I mean, the if, they go, if they go to World Magic Cup qualifiers, it's quite possible. I can't imagine. 
I can't one of them not winning one that he entered. I can't imagine Jensen going to a World Magic Cup qualifier and not just swatting the opposition. I mean, like, Magic is still 10% luck. Okay. I'm just telling you, like, oh, right, okay. now, right now, Jensen's making the Pro Tour look easy. A Hall of Fame caliber player is not is is not favored to go three and zero in a PTQ. Just sure, by the way, sure, sure. But just statistically speaking, I got they're you. not they're not favored to do that. I got they you. probably will, yeah. right? But the math doesn't say that they yeah. will. I wish I played in more PTQs because I was like looking about my World Magic Cup qual, uh, qualifying points because I don't have enough for the year. Yeah. But like every tournament that I play in, I win like between 100 to 115 points. Apparently, it's pretty easy to get the requisite number of Pro Tour uh, required points if you just play. Sure. Well, like, I'm like, really? 115 points for that? Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but no, Jen, Jensen, was, Jensen was great. He, he was very, I, it was interesting because while John and Kai might have thought Jensen was a slam dunk for the Hall of Fame, yeah. Jensen was like, I feel like this fifth Pro Tour top eight validates my Hall of Fame in, in, so, induction. Like, he felt like on four, yeah. he felt like he was kind of like, well, some people with four get in. Some people. Some people with four don't get in. All right, let me and ask you. He feels like five, that's 3,000 hits automatically. In the let me ask you a question. Who's the best player in the world? Which member, I'm sorry, which member of the Peach Garden Oath is the best player in the world? Because I actually thought it was between Huey and Owen, despite the fact that Reed was rated the best. But like, I, I, I mean, I, I mean, actually, I just thought it was Owen. But like, I thought, is I it thought, really just Huey? I thought it was Owen too. It might be Huey. It's really, it's really super close. But it's I mean, Reed's just, right there as well. But those three are just the best three players in the world, I mean, right? Like, first, first of all, I, I, I think Jer, I, I personally watching him, yeah. I think Jeremy Dizani is in that discussion. Jeremy Dizani had. I understand his, rank, as, his ranking's great. Not just his rank. I mean, he had so he had he had, he had a first place Pro Tour finish. I'm aware. He had a top twenty Pro Tour finish. He had a ninth place Pro Tour finish on Breakers. That's all this season. Yeah. He has multiple Grand Prix wins this season. Multiple Grand Prix top. I mean, he had he had a better Grand Prix season than maybe Huey. Like he doesn't have as many Grand Prix top eights, but just like in terms of like finishes, he's he put up some pretty bloody numbers. In my opinion, Huey had the best Grand Prix season of all time. Breaking Owen's sure, previous yes, back, right? I, I understand. I understand by that metric. I'm just talking about like. I mean, who wins the tournament isn't actually. That's not. That doesn't necessarily say who's the best, right? I understand. It's single elimination about, magic is a lot. I'm of just luck. talking about on a strict point accumulation basis. I mean, like, I'm just saying he had he had an amazing season. He, like, the guy's only played in seven Pro Tours. Like, he's super impressive. He's only getting better. Um, I, I I I would have him in the discussion for the best player in the game right now, along with the guys you just mentioned. And who's the fifth? Tom Martel. Uh, Martel's cold a little bit. A, another pro tour, another money finish. Sure. Who, there's no other player in the world you can say that about. No. Martel's a more consistent money finisher than John. Sure. Okay. Like, obviously, John almost top eight again, right? I mean, Flock was just made of shamrocks this weekend. <laughs> the dude is like. Honestly, touched by God. I, 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 as soon as he beat, as soon as he beat uh, Sperling in the top eight, I'm like, he's probably winning the Pro Tour. Oh my God, I wish Fedge's little brother. Oh. It's his first constructed tournament. Oh yeah. my God. But I mean, like, you look at the decks. There's no way that deck is gonna beat Flock's deck, well, right? Especially that draw. Like, what? A, what? A, first of all, <laughs> the whole top eight was insane in terms of like everybody got to play Magic pretty much. Like there was not, nothing was really Sperling didn't. Well, Sperling got the same Azorius charm, uh, young pyromancer. Those guys were friends at the two. He had, he had landed spells. 
Anyway. Yeah, he had two land and some spells he couldn't yeah, cast, yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. But for the most part, people got to play their games. Yeah. I mean, I had to turn it off. I was just like, and then <laughs> never getting to four. That, that fifth game, that fifth game in the finals, like, that was just unreal. We're like, we're looking at Jackson's hand. Luis and I were like, this is, I think he's going to, both, both Luis and I were just like, holy crap. He's got a one, two, three, and a Johnny. Like, he just goes off. We're like, he's just going to win. And then, uh, <laughs> and then, uh, Flock just has... Just destroyed all of his creatures? Two, no, he just had two Nyx Fleece Ram and an Archangel of Thune in his opening six. I didn't see the final. Oh my game. god. So he looks at his hand, it's three lands, two Nyx Fleece Ram, Archangel of Thune. Remember so, when we liked Nyx Fleece Ram? Yeah, well, let me tell you something. Even Flock made Nyx Fleece Ram look pretty good. They were attacking for five each <laughs> on the killing turn. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's like, gorgeous, right? It was, like, it was like an eight power Archangel of Thune and two five power Nyx Lee Shrams for the win. That's the My immediate reaction upon victory was holy sheep. Like, I, I can honest, like, and that's only because I stopped myself from cursing. Like, I was like, how can I not complete this curse on the air? Sheep. Oh my god. Cheese and crow. Yeah. <laughs> Cheese and rice. Were you talking about Magic the Gathering? Did you see that girl? Oh no. With the two-toned pants? No, I did not. No, she walked far I was away. Too busy, too busy, like, glowering at the motorcycle. That's gone now. Yeah, it is. Maybe, gone. maybe we should call up some jackhammers. We could take the subway. I'm going I'm going on the same train as you. I'm going towards the ferry. Oh yeah? Yeah. Um, so So we can have we ever taken people onto the subway before? Yes. We have? Yeah. Do I don't hate it. I don't think we can subject them to that. That's like <laughs> they're Canadian listeners. I understand. Like, there used to people like saying please. They have like, like they have like perfectly silent pneumatic tube subways that just burst people through underground with like puffs of steam, right? In Canada? In Canada, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I think that you could just like get a Nick's Lease Ram at any clinic though. <laughs> like you go and like, hey, I need a prophylactic against attackers. Mm, there's a Nick's Lease Ram. Nick's Lease Ram. <laughs> yeah, no, he he made he made that card look good. I, I would be surprised if you don't see a little bit more of it just based on the fantasy of, like, Nick's Lease Ram into Archangel of Thune. I mean, I'm not... I'm seriously not trying to, like, toot my own horn for once, but, uh... Quick and planar cleansing, how long have yeah, we been talking about yeah, yeah. it? Yeah, I mean, and Quicken is, like... The motherfucking truth? I love that card. It's the truth, right? You know that. But, I mean, on Tuesday, so Patrick it's calls... Like our, it's like, if we had to have invitational cards, would yours be Quicken, and mine could be Elixir of Immortality? We were, like, each each of us is, like, half of Andrew Cunio's. Yeah, the most do-nothings. <laughs> I mean, I am... I'm, I, back in, like, the early 2000s, back when we had AIM, me and uh, Kibler would just trade decks on AIM, and his all started with, like, four lane world, you know, obviously. And I, I was just sending him decks, he's like... Your decks never do anything. <laughs> you need to like have more Llanowar Elves and fewer draw ones. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, so I, I talked to Ke uh, Patrick. Called me like on Tuesday. He's just like, oh, you know, right before the Pro Tour. He's like, hey, do you have any anything you want to add? Stuff like that, you know, anything I missed? And I'm like, yeah, I really like Quick and Planner Cleansing. <laughs> and he's just like, no, 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 no. What happened to you, man? <laughs> Did you see? Uh, you see Conley's list? No. Played another stock list. Necromancer stockpile and green black zombies. How did he did? He uh, he was still playing in the last round. I don't remember where he finished, but I mean it wasn't the it wasn't the great finish he wanted. Yeah. But uh, but if he played against Esper, he crushed him. Yeah. Yeah. 
It was pretty sweet looking. Um, I, I realized like, I only have a few weeks before the invitation. I should I have to start. I have to start. What are the four Standard and modern. Standard and legacy. legacy. Yeah. I think in legacy. I'm just going to play it. Some sort of price of progress. Play, play, play trade routes. Deck more salvage. No, I'm not going to do that. Why? That seems so good. Uh, I don't want to put a whole lot of effort into legacy. Okay. Um, so maybe I'll just play like a. If I play straight red burn, I'm, I don't know. Eidolon of the Great Rebel? I think I can win. Legacy? I mean, every deck is just nothing but nothings. Yeah. Yeah. Some of them you just pay to be like, it's actually a pro take four. Yeah, it seems sad. Uh, what, what do you think about um, Grixis, like uh, Young Pyromancer Cabal Therapy? I love that. Yeah? I think yeah. I like Think about playing that. I love that. I think that's awesome. Like I, you know, like I like the Rug Delver strategy, but I hate the card Tarmogoyf. It's just really bad. You know. Remember what? people with intuition for, uh, or whatever. No, it wasn't intuition. What was the card? You got to put three cards into your graveyard that had flashback. Quiet speculation. Quiet, and you can quiet spec for one Chatter of the Squirrel and two Cabal Therapies. Yeah. Yeah, and then you'd be like, nobody ever did that. I did it. I was like waiting for like, yo, they were getting three Roar of the Worms. No, 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 no. Roar of the Worm. No. That's just three six sixes for free. This was this was two big time discards. <laughs> big time? Big time discards. <laughs> you're literally spending. I guess I guess you're up a card, right? So yeah. you basically cast the card a nerf, right? You spent Well, except that you're naming the card. Like you 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 have some information yeah, about so their hand. Yeah, so you might miss with the first no, one. No, you have some information about their hand through other discords. <laughs> you just automatically start with this information? Yes. So you're saying you're 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 casting the card unnerved sometimes. <laughs> it's like four mana, basically one spend one card. It was good, man. You don't know. You're gonna do it. I bet you I can imagine. It's gonna happen at the invitational there. Really? Yeah, no. To you, to you. To me? To you. Then I'll win. Wrap <laughs> that up as a victory. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, there's all kinds of sweet lists to play in standard. I, I, I think, I think John, John Planeswalker seems terrific to me. Do you think that's better than Orzov? I'm, a, I, you know, I'm Orzov at heart, man. Right. Remember, Raphael Levy once said to me, "Do you always play black white?" <laughs> yeah. I, I also own all those cards. Yeah, so I mean, the that's Orzhov, like a, the Orzhov deck's really good. It's really powerful. But I would play four Underworld Connections and four. For lifebane zombies, like, I feel like if Owen had any more underworld connections, he might have come back. Maybe. Like instead, he just got destroyed. I mean, is it crazy to play that if blue white planar cleansing just won the pro tour? Are people gonna, are, are, I don't know how many people feel like they can have the patience to play blue white. I could cleansing. play that. I would play the even dirtier version. What if you just had like two elixir of immortalities to win? Like you trump them. They're like, oh, I think you've got an elixir. Of, actually, maybe I'd rather play John. Why would you run two or Drixus? Why two elixirs? Because if they get your first one, they think they got you. <laughs> you you let them get one. You don't got me. I, Huey once gave me a lecture about trying. He's like, he's like, you can still win, but it's annoying if they thought he's your elixir. That's how the conversation starts. Yeah, no, <laughs> we, were, we, we, we were talking about that. Like right after he top aided with a with a Cuneo's list like several months ago, yeah. he's just like, yeah, top eight. It's like winning after they've taken your elixir. You could see, you could see sort of a mild. Glimmer of panic anytime Flock drew the elixir. The elixir. He's like, slam, get it into play. But, uh. I mean, he had another way to. He had an Elspeth, right? He had an Els no, he had an Elspeth after board. He had no. He had no other way to win? No, that was his only way to win game one. He had two Mutavolts and an elixir? Yeah, and then he had Jace. So he would but ultimate. Jace doesn't really win. Yeah, but he would ultimate Jace and just take one of their cards. <laughs> no one ever does that. I've, I've watched Flock play a bunch of times. I did not see him. Beat. 
No, no. Well, I, I mean, uh, no Elspeth Main. No, it's no literally Elspeth the best card against Junt. No Elspeth Main. Like there are no Elspeth Main. He had, he had no win conditions main deck. Oh it my was, god! It was the purest, dirtiest blue white deck. Never has someone done so much dirtling with while doing nothing. It was you, the Seinfeld of Magic decks. You must have had to go to. It the, was Seinfeld control. You must have had to go to the bathroom and like. <laughs> no, he was super fast. Dust off every. No, he, you've been so excited about his oh, yeah, how to yeah, keep oh, an yeah. idiot busy deck. Yeah, he was playing super. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. He was playing super fast. I mean, he like he knew exactly what he was doing. He had a ton of a ton of reps with it. He crossed himself off the list. He was one of the big. He had like 167 lifetime pro points coming into the event without a top eight. Yeah. Like he won a pro tour. Yeah, and he did what? He won a pro tour. Now he won a pro tour. Yeah. Prior to that, he'd only won, he'd won world teams. But, uh, so that leaves like his teammate from that event, Robert Yurkovic, I think is the, and Zhu Ching Kuo are the two like big offenders on the all-time pro point list without a pro tour top eight. A good pro tour? I thought this was, do you, do you know who, you know what group did even better than, than, uh, actually this is not even true. But <laughs> Flores Rewards Friday Celebrity Guests did really well. Oh, in, really? In this pro tour now. <laughs> Owen, I feel like I crushed it. Owen, Huey, and Matt <laughs> all top aided. Yeah, yeah. That's like almost half. Yeah. Yeah, that was good. It was, they're all on the Pantheon. Yeah. But why did Matt just not play with the Pantheon this time? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I he, it's hard to imagine he would have done better if he played with the... Because he usually is on the Panther team, right? But, right, no, but he worked, he worked with uh, Channel Fireball Main, right? They, no, he just had his own Facebook group. I was on it. I, but, but, like... He was wearing Fro- their shirt, but... but, but Froelich, didn't Froelich play the same deck as Sperling? Yeah. Maybe. They ended up on the same deck as him. But they're friends or whatever. Yeah, but yeah, he yeah, didn't, yeah. like, go to the house. But I think, he ended up, I think he ended up collaborating with them towards the end and shared that deck. Because a bunch of those guys are on that deck. Um, I mean, the main channel fireball deck was just red white beatdown, not red white burn, right? Oh, was that was that the difference? So it's a completely different deck. Oh, okay. Like, I'm it, a, I, I look at the event through a porthole when I'm there. I just see like whoever they trot in front of us. Yeah, like so. LSV's deck is like one drop, one drop, one drop deck, right? Oh, okay. Yeah. Matt's deck's only creatures is like one idolon, right, right. one idolon, and uh, and uh, the the young pyromancer and Chandra's Phoenix. But, but LSV still wasn't playing uh, Goblin Rabble Master, right? Which one is Goblin? That's the one that everyone gets haste? That's the three mana Goblin that whenever uh, you start your attack step, you put a Goblin and token into play and all Goblins must attack. And then the Rabble Master gets plus X. I don't think Equal to the that. number of Goblins. I think that he... That was actually in the... So that was in the Team Revolution deck that Brad Nelson built with Tom Ross. So Brad's on Team Revolution now. Did you know that? No. Yeah. I don't know what Team Revolution is. That's Jeremy Dezani, Melissa Dottora, Ralph Levy... Pierre Dajan, those guys. I thought that was like Team TCG player. <laughs> no, they're, they're Team Revel. Were Revolution. they once Team TG, TCG player? Uh, no, Team TCG player is Conley Woods, uh, Chris Calcano, Ari Lax, those guys. Is, uh, is Craig Wesco on their team? Craig Wesco is on Team TCG player. Oh, I, th- I thought Melissa was on that team. No, Melissa's on Revolution. Okay. Sorry. It's okay. That was a big, that was a big finish for Brad. Brad got to gold. That's great for Brad. Yeah. So, so he's, he's fallen a couple points short of gold the last couple seasons. Yeah. So now that he's gold, he's like, I think he's back. Like, he really he really wants... To be Brad Nelson he again. He really wants to be Brad Nelson again. I think he realized he's really good. And, like, 
Team Revolution. He's was, obviously really good. Team Revolution was a team that's been very successful, right? Obviously, like put two guys into the finals of the first Pro Tour. Has had multiple people at the top tables throughout the season, and then uh, like Brad got there, and he was just kind of like, "All right, hold on, we could be doing this a little differently." Like he was able to bring some of the rigor from his Channel Fireball experience. Yeah. And uh, oh, were they like one of those teams where everyone's having a good time? I think a not. I think a little bit. I think maybe they were. They were not as, not obviously they were doing things correct, doing things well, but they weren't doing things optimally. Mm. Maybe they had talent. No, it's yeah, what's happening is you have talented right. players. Right, right. You have talented players all playing together. Stuff, good stuff happens. Yeah. But like, like the the way the the other team works, like they only got like two guys who are allowed yeah, to have yeah, ideas. Yeah. Ever, ever. yeah, they weren't. They weren't. They weren't. Two guys have optimally. ideas. Everybody else does what those guys say. Yeah, That's yeah. the. Yeah, like I think Brad, I think Brad and Tom brought the Rabble Red deck into the into the house, and then like the whole team was like, "Oh, this is good. Let's all go to work on this, test it, tune it." And then they, you know, from that blueprint, were able to build out a deck. Tom is one of my favorite deck designers. He's I really, really like him. He's really good. He's one of my favorite players in general. Yeah, yeah. The, the most impressive thing I think anyone's ever done in a, in a other than Eric Lauer winning three tournaments in one day, including the first PTQ that yeah. that I won. That that's really impressive. But. Yeah. Um, Tom once won a PTQ with Singleton Naya. I remember where that. he lost the role nine straight rounds. He like so he lost the role throughout the entire Swiss, and then that's like Paul Bunyan territory. That's just like tall tales. It's like territory. tall tales, right? Like yeah. I'm like you lost nine straight die rolls yeah. and won the tournament, right? Like I think he lost one of the rounds, right? right but like right. who who wins a tournament losing nine die rolls? Yeah, not that many people. Like uh, uh, it's unbelievable. So, um, Martel and I were just dis- were discussing what's worse uh, about about having a mulligan or just not getting to go first. <laughs> like not getting to go first is so insane. I think like if people actually widely knew how bad it was to not to not win the die roll, I think people would just up and quit playing magic. <laughs> it's statistically so bad with the die roll. <laughs> well, it should it should even out over the course of your gameplay experience. Right? Yes, it should. I'm sure that's really, really reassuring once you know what the statistics say. <laughs> like, every single time, once I found out what they were, like, once I, like, every single time I lose a die roll, I just, like, shake my head now. You have, like, an invisible, you have, like, a wild mongrel emblem in play against you. It's freaking tough, dude. You're, like, minus 20% expectation. That's a lot. I mean, that's against a neutral opponent, right? right but, right, like, right. hopefully you have some other stuff going for you. Right, right. But I, I think, like... There's certain things, like, it makes me really skeptical to play beatdown decks now. Like, Oh, just because being on the draw is so bad? Being on the draw is so bad, especially, like, what if you're, a, what if you're on the draw? And, so, I played that Naya Hexproof deck in the last Star City Open I played in. I lost a bunch of die rolls, and, like, more than half of my opponents had the card uh, Corsair of Crufix in their deck. Yeah. Going second against Corsair of Crufix when your deck has two ones is really, really... It's hard to win games of Magic again. Right, I'll yeah. tell you that. Especially when they played on turn two. Yeah, like, I mean, I, I had a game where I literally did over 60 damage and I didn't win. Like, it was, it's tough. Like, yeah. my, uh, incha- like, you know, my armadillo-cloaked guy against his Archangel of Thun, the problem is, like, over time, Archangel of Thun just overwhelms you, even if yeah, you're, yeah, like, yeah, linking... Yeah. For like four a turn or whatever. Yeah, Archangel sweet. We didn't like it when it first came out. Yeah, no, it ended up being pretty sweet. Like it's, it's got it's, it picks its spots. It's not like ideal all the time, 
but like it really picks its spots and it was it was absolutely amazing it was like I think it was the only card in Flock's deck that was gonna really let him win that game game five it was insane what if we what if yeah, we I think, made he, a... I think I think I think that Cunningham could have even raced through just two Nick's Leash Rams in that game because he had just so much gas. Yeah, he had a Johnny, a Johnny Kohler, the pride, by the way. He's better than I thought. It is so much better than anyone's thought it was all year. Like, it had, like, a breakout tournament. It was... It was a Johnny 4 you're talking about. Current a Johnny No, no, four. no, no. A Johnny 3. Oh, that card's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But people have been very dismissive of it. It doesn't protect itself. No, but... the... Double Strike is so powerful. Yeah, it's really powerful. Pat Cox, who top-aided yeah. with... Uh, with just like brave Naya, you know, he's like, he's like, look, I'm gonna do ten to myself with my mana base, but, but you're dead. But all my creatures are white. Yeah. So brave the elements is insane, and I'm just gonna kill you with Gore Clan Rampager, and even though it's a not- jo- and a Johnny Caller in the pride, like Gore Clan Rampager was just a pump spell thing. I, I understand how that deck works, but like, it's so hard for me to rationalize playing a green slash white creature deck. Like, with with uh, Lifebane Zombies? I mean, like the... Paul Rietzel said something like, not playing with Packrat and Thoughtseize is just... Like, you're you're shackling yourself for no reason. Right. And that's not even their best card. <laughs> right, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I think those cards are so far behind Lifebane Zombie in, in actual impact. Like, I mean, every so often you lose to a turn two Packrat, it's stinky. But, like, you don't usually lose to a turn two pack, right. right? Like, I think more often than not, I can, I'm competitive with a pack rat. But the thought season to Lifebane Zombie is so... It's so much worse than going second. Like, it feels so bad. Like, and the, the thing that's really bad about it is, like, especially if you're playing a creature poor deck, like, because I am playing, like, an infinite life deck, and my only guys are, like, Blood Baron, Obsidat, and Boros... Reckoner or something, and like my own life pain zombies, or like sin collectors. Like I have like a bunch of like I played a deck earlier this year. It's like two for ones with infinite life in my deck, and literally life pain zombie takes every creature in my deck that's not life pain zombie. Sure. And like you know one like one of them is like you know they're playing a, obviously a deck with life pain zombie, and I'm playing a deck with blood baron and viscopa. They're like oh wow this seems pretty. Oh that costs three, mine costs five. I, I'm pretty sure that the moment M14 rotates. Mono Green Devotion is the best deck in the format. Well, it, we have no clue whether it's playable right now, right? Well, I mean, it should still be playable. I think you can still play it from M15 and uh, Thurus Block. So, when people think about what kind of decks they want to play, here's a criteria that I don't know if they, they, they assess. And I, 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 to be fair, I've been bad about this for a lot of my career, right? Did you, but did you realize that Genesis... I don't think I realized fully when we talked about Genesis Hydra originally that it's just Bloodbraid Elf. It's not even Bloodbraid Elf. It's like, it's like no, it's non lands. No, no, no. But it's, but it's when you cast Genesis Hydra, so it triggers regardless of whether, oh, whether or not, it gets counters. Of whether or not whether or not. I did not appreciate that. I actually didn't originally appreciate that it's non lands. I thought that there was like more interesting stuff going on. Than no, that. no, 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 no. So, um, yeah, well, like you have Corsair Crufix. So you know your worst case scenarios yeah, on top of your deck. It's, it's in practice. I feel like it's worse than I thought it was. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's still pretty interesting, right? Like. Yeah. But when I I made a deck around that, it's like all two for ones. Um, the cards that I like the best, I mean, it's good, but you have to like live to a certain level. Sure. You might just lose. Sure. You know the the. Um, anyway, what I was saying is like, 
people often say stuff like, look, I can get past this, I practice this, I have a plan for this, right? And I am, you know, I say stuff like that, it's, it's a true statement when you're saying it. But I think what they don't appreciate is you don't want to give away random giant chunks of expectation to players who are wildly worse than you, right? So if you can, if you can predict that there's going to be a large cohort of players playing Lifebane Zombie in a tournament and they're worse than you, why would you just give up that expectation? That's the thing. So it's pretty Like, it's not that bad to lose to Lifebane Zombie. If, if I'm playing against Paul Rietzel and he Lifebane Zombies me and I lose, like... That's Paul Rietzel. I was but probably going to lose anyway. But if your perfectly reasonable hand collapses... Yeah. Because somebody um, goes, thoughts he's life means on me and I can't play anymore. Sure. And if I had been playing, I don't know, mono red or blue eye control, I probably would have torched this idiot. Right. That That is... Right, if you blank at least one of those yeah. two cards. So it was interesting, though. I talked to Juza today. Did an interview with Juza for my column. Top 16 to make platinum. Needed to... Honestly, needed to top 100, I think, to make gold. Yeah. Like, he was, like, in danger of going back to the PTQs. Really? Martin Juza. Martin Juza was in danger of going back Grand to the Prix PTQs. Grand Prix Annihilator, Martin yeah. Juza. he had 31 points, I think, coming in. Needed to top 100. Ends up finishing top 16 and gets platinum. Yeah. But he said uh, he made an important, like, kind of, like, mental... Flipped an important mental switch before the Pro Tour. He was testing in the woods in the Czech Republic with his The Lost team. in the Woods team? The Lost in the Woods team. And he was like, it finally occurred to him, he's like, oh, you know what? I worry too much about positioning my deck and looking for this edge and doing this. He's like, because I've spent the last couple of years like trying to find this like very specifically correct deck for a tournament. And he's like, I think from now on, I am just going to find the deck that's best for me. He's like, I think it's too hard to get. <laughs> to predict? A, no, well. He said, not just predict, but he's like, it's just too hard to gain any significant advantage over the field right now. And so there's so much more advantage for him in playing a, you know, not just not playing like any random deck, but playing like a good deck and just knowing it super so, well how many players, and having it some, be something that suits his place. How many players play on Pro Tour right now? Uh, to 350 to 400. 350 to 400, yeah. right? Let's call it 400 because yeah. round numbers. How many players would you say right now, right this second, played in the last Pro Tour? It's the last weekend, right? So right this, more or less right this second. How many of those players do you think are better than Juza? More than 20 or less than 20? Better, I mean, better than Juza, I would so say. I would, I, would, I, would, I would put him, I would certainly put him in the upper... 10th percentile of that field, right? So you'd put him in the top 40? I, I would put him in the top 40. I don't even know. He might be higher than that. He's had kind of a weak year, so I'd I put mean, him I, a little I lower. think I would put him at, like, around... I, I don't I don't know if there's more than 20 players that are better than Juza. So I, I would put that at... Well, let's start. Likely to... On li Pantheon. <laughs> uh, I'm, I mean, do you think Sam? Sam had a pretty good beginning of the season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's had a better, had a better season than Martin. I mean, but Sam had a historic beginning of the yeah, season. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't, okay, I don't like, know. I'm just saying. I'm, I'm saying he's somewhere in that top tenth percentile. I mean, let's just go on Pantheon. John's better. Kai's better. Tom's better. The entire Peach Garden notes <laughs> better. Um, what else? What other Pantheon players are there? There are a lot. It's a lot. Zvi's. I mean, Zvi's one of the best players in the world still. Right. Right. He just doesn't. Bobby played. I was happy to see that. Yeah, yeah. We had Bobby John playing on camera. Uh. Whatever. Who so, do you think's better, Martin or Jamie? Martin's, Martin's, better. Martin's, Martin's better, better than Jamie, right? 
Although Jamie went for the run where, like, since Jamie quit his job, he won every one or top eight at every Magic tournament. He played. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Jamie's quite the miser. Yeah. So I mean, I'm not. I'm not trying to say like which players no, deserve no, better. No. Like, but the question is, he's mostly concerned with pro tour level play, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when and, you're concerned, and, GP, with pro, and he's one of the best GP. Players. No, he's an amazing GP player. Yeah, yeah. The, the the thing that is most admirable about Juice's game, I think, is his willingness to mulligan. Sure. Right, like. Like, Juzo will mulligan the drop of a fingernail, right? He's like, hey, his hand's not good enough, you know, right. like, and he'll ship. Um, I, think, I think his reputation is most willing to mulligan player. Um, but the, He's completely agnostic about his opening hand, right? Yeah, so, the, the, but the thing that I, but, you know, he was so on fire, like, four years ago, right? Yep. It's like every, every Grand Prix, like, clockwork. Um, but the, the thing that I'd say is, like, when you have a, when you have a, a tournament where, there's a fair number of players, 400 players, where you're better than so many of them. You don't think that prediction is? I think I've always said prediction was the most important skill that you had. It, it gave you, it gave you the. I'm just, I'm just telling you that Martin feels like he's been leaning towards that prediction model yeah. for the past couple of years, and his, his for hit for what he does on the pro tour, which is you know the way he plays. Like he feels like for I guess for constructed maybe he feels like he needs a lot of reps needs to feel super comfortable with his deck uh, needs to play something that suits him that that predictive model has let him down and he feels like he well, got away. Did he from just what, not predict well? No, he was playing probably playing Channel Fireball decks most of the time. The problem is he said he was playing decks that were not well suited to the way he plays the game. So we see players all the time. Craig Wesco just got another top sixteen, like clearly not playing one of the optimal decks in the tournament, right? Like, he's playing, like... Green-White Weenies Satesian Taxis deck? Yeah, 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 The guy always had his Satesian Tactics every single time I looked at him on camera. Yeah. his Satesian Tactics in his hand. Like, he clearly has decided this is a way I can approach the game. I know how to play it. I know how to win with it. I know how to tune it. I know how to sideboard with it. And, you know, has had an incredible run over the last so, couple of years as the White Weenie guy. So, Patrick's been, like, semi-mad at me at least since the Pro Tour that he won. So every single time I talk to him, he has the same conversation with me, which is like, hey, I invented this new strategy in Magic. I'm like, oh, really, Patrick? What strategy in Magic did you invent? He's like, I just look at what, how much mana that I might have on a turn, and I pick the best card that costs that much, and I put it into my deck. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, really? You invented this strategy? He's like, I did. I did, Mike. <laughs> do, you have any, do you have any suggestions on how, how that strategy might work right now? I'm like... No, not really. He's like, why not? <laughs> why don't you? And he's just like, aren't you proud of me? I gave up how I played Magic for the last 20 years to play Magic how you play, and it's, you're not helping me. It's pretty impressive, actually. I mean, Pat, Pat, Patrick has really undergone a complete paradigm shift. But his whole thing is like, I gave up how I play Magic for the last 20 years to play how you play Magic. Why aren't you doing more work? He's <laughs> like, come help me. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just, uh, I have, I, 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 I don't know. I told him I would brew really hard for the for the Invitational. Yeah, for the for the World Championship. I'm about for the World Championship. Oh, he's he going to need help. He doesn't need help. He's one of the best decklers in the world. But he's going to be isolated from his team. Split up, right? Like Pantheon can't all work together. But the, there's only 24 yeah. players. They have to split up. So you know, Peach Garden Oath is here. <laughs> so like, I don't know. I how, just I don't know who else on the team is qualified. God, the Oath is so good. I just I just can't. I mean. We always knew individually they were good, right? Yep. Like forever. I mean, every if you listen to our podcast over the last three years or whatever, we just bitch and wail about how people are so stupid for not voting for Huey, right? Right. We're like, God, I can't believe people stupidly didn't vote yeah. for Huey again. Yeah, I, and I've, been, like, I've been interviewing Reed. Yeah, like 
long and, before <laughs> he paid I, off. I remember standing on you know the opposite end of this corner when I won that that blue red twin tournament and saying, "Nah, I know you want to talk about Bing Luke, but this guy who I played in the top four was so impressive. It's such a good mental game, and God, that hair—he's <laughs> so dreamy." And you're like, "Who was it?" And I'm like, "This guy Reed Duke." And he's, "Oh, the Moto guy." And, and I'm like, "Yeah, he just won a PTQ. I think this guy's got the stuff." And I mean, and then Owen. I mean, obviously, obviously, yeah. freaking Owen. The guy's been unstoppable on Grand Prix level since 2006. Yeah. Right. And then, like, he was just like, he was like one of those guys you think of as like a talented local player in 2006. Right. right. Still doing well in Grand Prix level. But then when he joins Channel Fireball, all of a sudden he blossoms under the tutelage of guys like LSV and PV. Right. And then, but you put those guys together, they are like the Voltron force. Yeah. They are like the air, land, and sea Voltron vehicles. <laughs> they are like they're, the they're, lion they're, Voltron. They're Thundercats, Tiger Sharks, and Silverhawks. Oh my god. Yeah. Tiger Sharks was only like a 10 minute cartoon at the end of that like jumbling cartoon thing. And Silverhawks I liked a lot. Do you guys know who the no, Silverhawks are? No, no one wants to be Tiger Sharks. <laughs> I actually love the Thundercats uh, reboot they did. I haven't watched it's it. It's good. I haven't watched it. It's really good. It's, I mean, it's, it's way different, right? Yeah. So they're on Thunder instead of on Earth. Or Third Earth. Yeah. Uh, oh, actually, no, maybe. Okay, I'm not going I, I, mean, I don't mean to get corrections on my interpretation of Thundercats. I want to for a second, by the way. I really just want to play Necromancer Stockpile and Modern now. I thought you wanted to play Quick and Loam. I want to play Quick and Loam, too. Is it, is, do you want to play Quick and Loam in honor of the team Kyrie Irving, Kevin Loam, and LeBron James? Is, does he own Quick and Loans? Quick and Loans, yes. Yeah. It's the queue. Their yeah. arena is the Quick and Loans uh, arena. So he sold Quick and Loans. That would explain why the Cleveland players kept asking me to add arena to the deck. That's legal and modern, right? Yes, it is. <laughs> I tell you what, I will play that, that. I will play that in the Grand Prix. And I will just have an arena on my sideboard because okay. my eyes. Okay. Are there any creatures that you would use the arena with? Uh, I know. We have a lot of worm harvest tokens. We were uh, we were talking about the idea of like. Are you? I heard that you were going to put Gaia's blessing in your. Quick no, and no, no, no. That was just a. I was teasing about that. That's not. But you run the risk of getting decked, right? Kind of. I mean, yeah. yeah. How are you going to pay for your your seismic assault? Uh, you have trade routes. You have life and loam. Can that deck beat? Which so trade routes, life and loam. Like trade routes turns all your lands into cycling lands. So you're never going to run out of lands. Trade routes. I'm, I'm worried about running out of deck. Nah, we're just gonna we're just gonna life and loam them. Um, what if you don't have a seismic assault? You'll get one. You just we you dredged, just, we dude. We just revival it back on top. Oh my god! You can't have the garbage cards in your deck. We can. We have a we have a gifts package. Oh no no no! That's not how you make this deck. Nah, we need to get Snapcaster Mage, Noxious no, Revival. No 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 no! This is just this is not acceptable. You only want help on this. You don't play the garbage cards. You don't play the cards that make your deck really yeah. slow. We also have Worm Harvest too, so we can just outrun. Hey, you guys have one one of those, right? And yeah. Okay. Yeah. Here's the here's the thing. Worm Harvest really good. By the way, just. Worm Harvest, like in that kind of deck, and so the new Raised Dead from M15 and Disobedience, which has Convoke, yeah, with a card like Worm Harvest, or even with Bloodgasts and Narcomoebas, you can actually do, uh, you know, you have to have the card in your hand, you can't do it from your yard, but you can Endless Obedience some monster back into play. Just, a, I, I think it's an interesting interaction. That where you get like a, an inferno a, titan, you get a free spell. It's not free. It's it's, it's not free, but you're you're getting free creatures. All right. 
You had a cool idea. I like loam. I like quicken. Yeah. I don't know how we can fit seismic assault in, but I'll think about it. But the pro here's the big problem. Yeah. These kinds of decks have been good in, I'm going to call it extended, right? Sure. Extended, double standard, new extended, modern, more or less the biggish format that's not legacy, right? Yeah. They've been good, but they've always been terrible against combo decks. Sure. And all these cards you're saying are just making it worse against combo decks. Here's the problem with modern. The top five decks are all combo decks. I don't want to hear it. What are the best decks of modern? Twin, white twin, green twin, Malira pod, Kiki pod. It's just all, all combo decks. Sure. Infect. Speaking of infect, fucking A, Phil Napoli. <laughs> I am, I was overjoyed. Because he, he puts his Facebook post up that's like, I don't think I'm going to make top eight. But I think I'm qualified for the Pro Tour. Oh, because he was tied. Right. Yeah, and he's like, hallelujah. And then he makes top eight. He makes top four, right? Yeah. Great job, Phil Napoli. Yeah. Oh, my God. There, I don't think there's a nicer human being. I once popped for a bachelor party, and, like, everybody's just, like, peace outing. PNAPs came up to me and, like, handed me, like, water bills on the way out. It's pretty cool. Other people, some of them, you know who you are. They do know who they are. Yeah. I was like, John, can you just receive this booze? And then we'll all pay. He's like, I am not paying for any booze delivery. That was a wise man, John Finkel. Yeah, he's been there. He knows. He knows. He knows. Yeah. He knows. Anywho. He knows card, card advantage. Card disadvantage. Card disadvantage. So anyway, like, yeah. So in fact, they're all just combo decks, Brian. Sure. We'll um, get them. We'll get them? Yeah, Raven's crime on them. All right. So why don't we, why don't we refocus our deck idea, okay? Yeah. And what if we went... What if we had no assault? Oh, you can't beat a, an Exarch twin if you have no assault. Right? Yeah, you need the assault to beat some stuff. If you have an assault on board, you can pretty much... Beat everybody? Yeah. Kind of, yeah. Do you play swans or no swans if you play assault? No. Yeah. Why would you... You have loam. What do you need, a, what do you need swans for? So we, want, we just wanted a quick and conflagrate. Wait, so what's the theory? So you're just like, turn three, turn three, fuck it. Why not turn two assaults? Turn three swans. How are you turn two assaulting off of like some kind An of... An elf. Okay. What elf? Like how are we... Any elf. Oh, metamorphose? No, an elf. Like a freaking elf. Like an elf that makes red? No, like an elf that makes green and I have a land that oh, filters it's red. it. What is, what is... Oh, okay. Like oh, I have a right. firelit thicket. Oh, that's true, that's true. You're not playing firelit thicket No, in no, we are. we're playing all You have to because you have a red, red, red. It's like monofilter lands. Right? Like... Yeah. Why don't we just... If you're going to play this strategy, I think you gotta you got to commit... All right? I, I, Sackland, Noble Hierarch. Second turn, Seismic Assault. Am I dead? Great. That sounds good to me. That's it, right? Yeah. How do we get, so we get Gift Slash, I don't think you, I don't think if you have Gifts at four, you even need Swans. You could just Gifts for Loam. Okay. Am I wrong? Yeah, you can, you can just, you can Gift for Loams, you can Gift for the whole. This deck uh, has a 0% chance of beating Life, uh, uh, Leyline of the board, though, right? Like, full-on 0% chance. Uh, yeah, not, not, yeah. After sideboard, you have to bring in some sort of Destachamp package. Yeah, this seems, this seems like a rough, rough yeah. lot ride yeah. to me. That's true. But you guys get it? You can quicken, and the card you draw is the loam itself. It's pretty exciting. And then you play the loam! It's pretty exciting. Actually, I'm really, I'm re actually legitimately excited about Trade Route Stack More Salvage. 
I don't, I, maybe you play Dakmore Salvage, but I don't even think you have to with this deck. You certainly don't play Trade Routes. You're crazy. Trade Routes turns everything into a cycling life. Why do I need to cycle? I have Life from the Loam. I already have four yes. cards a turn. Do you, remember, do you remember playing, like, have you ever played Life from the Loam, like, in Legacy, where you have three cycling lands? When you play Life from the Loam in Legacy, the whole point is to discard your hand every turn. Whatever. Listen. <laughs> to play the lands and discard the rest. Or an extended when you had the light, when you had the cycling lands and you play like so this is like everything you're like life from the loom get back three cards draw two cards draw back life from the loom but the, but you did first of all you that, those cycling lands allowed you to play a deck with like 28 29 lands and then you didn't have to commit a spell to doing this and they also fixed your hand you could have an opening hand of seven lands but if a bunch of them cycled you just fixed your hand with this I have trade routes my hands automatically six cards to begin with yes. <laughs> It's, no, it, how many trade routes do you want to play? Does that card have text if you don't have a land in your hand? You have to return a land to your hand, for one. We have to dis- don't you have to discard a card? No. Tra- trade routes is blue one, and then it's one mana, return target land from your, from your battlefield to your hand, and then... Uh-oh, from your battlefield yeah, to your hand. and then one... Because if it was like one return from your graveyard, oh, no, you no, had no, no, like, no. oh my god, no, yeah, no, I, no, I've no. been wrong you all need these to, years. Then you need to be playing Groundskeeper. <laughs> we didn't go that deep. Okay. No, no. This card is definitely not good enough yeah. to play. From your from your battlefield? No, you need to be playing your lands, Brian. Okay. Well, eventually, you, sometimes you need to pick them up. I mean, modern is of a speed that cards like Putrefy are playable, right? Sure. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. yeah, we could we could make it red. I like. I, I I'm actually red, blue, black, green. What happens if you necromancer stockpile? Right, let me like ask Gari you. Grave troll. Let me ask what you. What happens if you necromancer stockpile like Gari Grave Troll? The table breaks because there's so many cards in the graveyard. Yes. Uh, but what if you do it with a scavenging shell? I don't, uh, a scavenging shell? Is that the one? Is that the zombie one? It's the three one? Yeah. Yeah. It's a zombie. So you necromancer stockpile it. You get a 2-2 token. You then replace the draw from with the a, necromancer stockpile with, with a dredge. dredge, the scavenging shell. You pick, so you have like dredge three. Can I play for, some blood ghasts and You can. There's no cabal therapies I can play though, right? No. All right, so let me ask you a question. Can we just not play the stupid blue in this deck? This deck gets so much better if we don't have the quicken part. Well, that would defeat the whole purpose. <laughs> the, the purpose just can't be the name, okay? No, it's top-down no. deck design. No, no, the no. The purpose no. is the name. Let's not walk towards no, the No, no, it can't just be the name. That's not That's, that's not the whole how... purpose. It's top, we're doing top-down deck design. Look. Do you, you think you... that's how Patrick Chapin won a Pro Tour? But we're like, like... Win a Pro Tour. We're trying to make it. Rashad and I are just trying to make decks that we like. We already make decks that we like. When everyone else was Let's discarding arrogant worms to their wild mongrels, we were just gaining plus one, plus one. <laughs> we were just literally discarding our tarnished fucking citadel. Look up tarnished citadel. Yes, we played that. We everyone, played. Everyone played that. No, they did not. They had to. No, they did yes, not. Yes, it was in the deck that won the Pro Tour. We you played play it, tarnished though. Citadel. I was embarrassed every single time. Centaur Chieftain on the other hand. <laughs> you know what was a good card? Centaur Chief. Phantom Centaur. Dimble Mongoose. We had so many cards that had no extra abilities. They're just like a good card, right? Like, we have Phantom Centaur in our threshold deck. Why? Because we like Phantom Centaur. <laughs> it's, a, it's a good card. Brian had Centaur Chieftain. I did. I had Phantom Centaur. Centaur Chieftain was the nut? I had Aquamoeba in that deck. Did you ever deck. attack Centaur? You're like, you're like War of the Worm tokens into someone else's War of the Worm tokens with a Centaur Chieftain? No. It was good. Why do we have so many fours? I like fours. 
Did we have Grizzly, Grizzly Fate? We did. I like Grizzly Fate. Grizzly Fate, yeah, that was like my pet car in that format. Did, is Upheaval in the right block for us to talk about that? I feel like I Upheaval werebeard somebody is sometime in my life. Uh, so I feel like that's something I did. We definitely Upheaval. Did we Upheaval werebear? I don't know if we Upheaval werebear. We must have. Two we words for you. Thresh. Hold. You would get threshold, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm pretty sure I've upheaval werebeard into a situation must, where I mostly, I mostly remember my my upheaval decks being blue black with nightscape familiars. So, uh, I'm talking to like Aaron Forsythe is the editor of uh, MagicGathering.com at this point, and he's like talking to me like on the phone. We're like talking about this, and you're like, he's like, I don't know how people could beat the slide deck. And I'm like, well, if you're just going to commit to the battlefield, this is the same thing as we talked about a few weeks ago on Top 8 Magic Fighters. If people are just idiotically committing to the battlefield, I'm just going to make them pick up all their permanents. What are you going to do when I upheaval werebear you? And he's like, um, slide out my angel. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, I didn't like that answer at all. I, I had a, uh, slide out my angel. I had a pretty good run with, uh, with cards. I remember, I remember when they previewed whatever set that was to me and Mind's Desire was in there. Do you remember the Mind's Desire deck I built right away? No. I had killed with Tendrils of Agony, no black mana. You just made up every strategy. I did. It was pretty good. I also had Eternal Slide. Because I had Eternal Witness for my preview. Oh, part. everybody had that, though. I had, but I had it before. I'm just saying. If you're going to claim Reed Duke, I'm going to claim Eternal Slide. I'm not... What do you mean, claim Reed Duke? Reed Duke is a person. But you have to go this okay. way. Reed Duke is a human being. He has his own autonomy. So does Eternal Witness. Yeah? Yes. Only when Christine Sprinkle is dressed as her. All right. Um, you sure you don't want to take people onto the subway? Yeah. I, I, dude, just walking by that crazy, loud-ass music car makes me feel like we shouldn't take people onto the subway. Also, people are going to look at us funny. Okay. So... Okay. I think we shouldn't do that. Okay. Oh. Um, Brian David Marshall. Michael J. Flores. Top 8 Magic. Podcast. Yeah. And some, some announcements coming very soon. Canada!